Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to working on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins, and joining me as always, the man who says a good romance starts with friendship and a bad romance starts with bop, 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 Charlie Butter. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I had nothing, dude. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, we popped our tops week. off to record this, so I guess I guess we should <laughs> we should get into it. Uh, so IWTV announced uh, 100, a show in August for the 100th. the 100th defense of yes. the IWTV championship. Yes. So that should be very interesting. Going to be interesting to see who gets that title shot for one and what the run, how the rest of the lineup field count. And yeah, I think the first match was announced was uh, War Horse and John Wayne Murdoch. So that's, that's a pretty interesting uh, match there. Yeah, and, and that could that could be a fantastic wrestling match, or it could just be a fight. I'm leaning toward the latter on that, but yeah, probably. And pretty much anybody who anybody independent wrestling team that's not already booked and going to try to get booked on that show. So that, of course, that should be a stacked lineup. Yeah, of course. All right, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before we get into what's on IWTV this week? Ah, uh, just a quick congratulation to AIW alumni Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, on her victory at Double or Nothing. That'll be the extent of the corporate wrestling talk for the evening, but we're here to talk about what's on IWTV. Yes. What's on IWTV? All right. So Tuesday, June 1st at 8 p.m., uh, we have two things airing. One, we have New South Pro Wrestling Action Clash episode 38. And then we also have, at the same time, they're going to be doing a watch party with uh, the life of, uh, this episode is the life of Edith Surreal. So uh, you get to choose which one you want to watch out of those. Um, I'm probably going to watch the Edith Surreal thing probably earlier in the day. So uh, also at 9 p.m., Heavy Metal Wrestling's back with Mall Madness Episode 8. And following that at 10 p.m., AIW Go For Broke Episode 9. Wednesday at 7 p.m., Limitless Wrestling The Road Season 3 Episode 15. Followed by 10 p.m. Eastern Paradigm Pro Wrestling, No Hook, Season 2, Episode 3. Thursday, June 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, Beyond Wrestling is live with Project Dolphin. Friday, we have two shows. We have at 7 p.m. Eastern, Crimson Crown, Who Am I, Lester Supreme Perforce Memorial Show. And at 10 p.m. Eastern, we have Deathmatch Down Under, The Juice is Worth the Squeeze which I believe is their title tournament that they did recently. Uh, Saturday, June 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Crimson Crown Wrestling again with The Human Horror Show, Games of Supreme Violence, followed by 10 p.m. Eastern, Deathmatch Down Under, The Juice is Worth the Squeeze, Night 2. And Sunday, June 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Camp Leapfrog, Camper's Choice. And that's what's on IWTV this week. With the exception of AIW Go For Broke, I think I'm looking both for that Camp Leapfrog show. I've become a real fan of Camp Leapfrog. Yeah, man. Camp Leapfrog is so much fun. Um, I I haven't watched the last show, but I really I need to get on that and, and get back into it. It's been uh, kind of hectic around here, so I'll get back into it here. But yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Looks like uh, I got some mail. Oh, wait. So let's get into that. Mm-hmm. 
Letters from Levi. All right. So I asked him this week, have you attempted to start a wrestling league amongst your fellow Amishmen? He responded with, Charles, I never have done anything of the sort. Back at home when I was there, I felt it would be, wouldn't be right if we pushed what I do on them. So, yeah. In all Amish wrestling league, though, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That'd be really be, funny. I think that could be really interesting. That would be really great. I, I'd be into it. So I think next week I'm going to ask him about Rumspringa. Let's see if uh, if anything comes up with that. What's up, everybody? This is Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. And on Wrestling Cheers, we'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene, mainly absolute intense wrestling out of Cleveland, Ohio. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. These interviews can range from wrestlers to podcasters and even interviews with fellow fans finding out how we became fans and what we like about AIW. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Cheers. And you can also find us wherever you download your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Pandora. And we're at Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And once again, that's Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And thank you for stopping by. I just want to say that I was listening to Wrestling Cheers this past week, and uh, I called Justin Summers trying to edit me out of all of our previous episodes. <laughs> and that'd be really awkward as fuck because there'd be like five minutes in silence and then just you talking for most of them. I don't think anybody wants to listen to that. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Really you said that everybody. Each other either, but. You said everybody really likes me, so maybe that's all they want to listen to. I don't know. There's probably some truth to that, too. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about the show we reviewed this week. The Weekly Review. This, this week, it is Blitzkrieg Pro, scratching the surface, May 7th, 2021, from the Country Banquet Hall in Enfield, Connecticut. Your commentary team is Johnny Torres and Kecky Jacobs. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I'm not, yes, those were the names of commentary. Yes. Going to cage match. And what did you think about commentary? I'm a fan of, I've been a fan of Torres on commentary for a while anyway. Uh, there were times where Kecky Jenkins was really good and other times where he's trying to play a heel. So it, it kind of went back and forth for me. But I, like, I, it, I didn't hate it. Like, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't hurt the show any, but it didn't, didn't necessarily help the show either, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that they did spend some time talking to the wrestlers obviously because they they knew certain moves and like put over certain things um but they also try to go over the top for like basic stuff like i'm i'm every time you know somebody hit a spine buster which was probably the second most used move of the show next to a drop kick uh specifically because i remember how many times commentary screamed about it or talked about it so that's that's really what stuck out to me um I didn't notice sexy Jesus trying to, to do like heel stuff. I was actually like going to say that I, it was okay commentary because they didn't try to force that on. I didn't pick up on it, I guess when, when it was happening. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he kind of went back and forth a little bit. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it long, but he kind of, he trying to, he trying to play his character more than do commentary on occasion. Okay. Yeah. In I, my I, opinion, my opinion anyway, but I, yeah, I didn't really catch on that a little bit, but uh, it just, it was what it was. I thought it was okay. Um, 
I had some like really interesting notes about other stuff in the show. So we'll kind of go through that because yeah. So let's get into the first match. And we open with Mark, Mark Sterling from the major wrestling figure podcast, taking on Timmy Lou Retton. And before the match, Sterling cuts the promo saying that he will walk away from Blitzkrieg Pro if he loses this match, which realistically give away the finish. If you've watched wrestling for more than about a week and a half, <laughs> uh, I definitely have to say, uh, Timmy Luretton, very athletic. He doesn't look like he should be as athletic as he is, but he is really athletic. Yeah. He did a, he did a cartwheel into a drop kick at one point, which is fantastic. He did a beautiful belly to belly, did a standing shooting star at one point. I, I, I really like Timmy Luretton. I want to see more of this guy. Yeah. Uh, there was a spot where he called for the greatest suplex of all time. Uh, Timmy Luretton did, uh, which is actually Sterling's move. He went to pick a Sterling up and Sterling countered it and actually hit that move, which uh, I thought was real good. Um, see, there's a spot where Sterling went for a moonsault and, uh, Timmy countered it, uh, into a spine buster. Uh, Timmy Luretton hit a pump handle into a flatliner, which the, with the camera angle made it just look like that Sterling landed on top of uh timmy luretton so i was like oh that was weird and then he went for it again and sterling locked in the injunction uh which commentary put over heavily he locked it in and got the submission win so seven minutes and 13 seconds good opener i enjoyed this yeah this was a solid uh opening match to get everybody kind of warmed up uh it definitely didn't need a, a bunch of stuff which was really great there was no dives in it so pretty pretty good opener pretty good opener uh what do we have next from there, we have Sammy Diaz against Eric Aaron Rourke. And guess what? We got the first dive of the show on this one. Yeah, we did about 45 seconds into the match with Diaz hitting that dive. Uh, Rourke was the aggressor on, on, uh, in, in the match here. Uh, don't necessarily say he was playing heel necessarily, but he was more aggressive. Oh, he was definitely playing heel. He goal. was, you know, pulling the ref in front of him and using the ref to cheat and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff and doing stuff behind the ref's back. He was definitely the the heel here. And commentary did a great job of pointing out that normally this is Diaz that's going to be doing doing that kind of thing, but Rourke kind of beating him in his own game here. Yeah. Very nice touch. Uh, Rourke does get the thumb to the eye, follows it up with a Fisherman DDT for the pin in 350 so real short. Pretty good while it lasted. I would like to get a few more minutes out of it. I'm good with with how short it was. I thought it was, the, man. I'll tell you what. Like the the more we review these shows, like if it goes over ten minutes, I'm not feeling it instantly anymore. Like I used to like longer <laughs> matches, but if it goes over ten minutes, I'm just I'm instantly just like dreading watching the whole match because like nothing needs to be more than ten minutes at this point anymore. Like ten is ten is a solid number. Like unless it's okay, a, next year they need to go ten or twelve minutes, but it could have gone seven. I'd have been okay with it. <sighs> I'm cool with like a hot six. I mean, a hot six is always fun. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the way right there. Give me a hot six. I'll be happy. Uh, after the match, yeah, Aaron Cowboy Rourke James Storm Cal- showed up. Yeah. Okay. Rourke, Aaron Rourke calling out James Storm after the match. James Storm, super kicked him. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, how funny and was it that he said his catchphrase and then his song played, which was, has his catchphrase at the beginning of it. <laughs> and that's the only time we call James Storm on the entire show. Like, yes. <laughs> For that one little spot. Like he doesn't have a match later. He had no business. He had, doesn't have a match later. There's like no kayfabe reason for him to be there. Maybe he did a meet and greet and I didn't see an advertisement. That's possible. But like there's no reason based on the show <laughs> that he has to be there for any reason. He just comes Cooper kick a dude and leave. Eh, you know, there to hang out, I guess. Uh, what was next? We had the team of 10 things I hate about you, Becca and love Doug. 
taking on the top dog of Davian and Skyler. Can Becca wrestle a match without wrestling somebody on the scrunchy squad at this point? The two show can really reviewed that Becca versus somebody else in the scrunchy squad. We started off. I mean, there was a botch right off the rip. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were trying to hit some kind of double team move and the top dogs botched it real bad. Uh, they just went, they went like a wheelbarrow into a stomach breaker and like Doug might've gotten kicking <laughs> off the mat. Like they didn't even, Dude, it them. was, it was rough. Uh, it shit happens. Uh, we know that, but they just, they, they and, didn't and, try to and, do it again. They just literally just moved on to the next thing, which was a smart move. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm very okay with that. I, I wish commentary would have done a better job of covering for, it, but yeah. Uh, so then Doug brought flowers, uh, into the ring for both of his opponents and then used them against both of them and hit DVN with a bicycle kick. I, my actual note for that is how many bouquet of flowers died for this match. Oh, there's going to be lots of discussion about these, these flowers. Trust me. Uh, so then they kind of, uh, work over Davian. Uh, she ends up getting the hot tag to Skylar. Uh, Skylar hits a nice pop-up knee to Becca, uh, an elbow flash kick, uh, an elbow and a flash kick to, to Doug. Um, Becca hit a super kick to the forehead of Skylar that, that looked fucking gross. Uh, like legit forehead kick. It was, it was pretty solid. Uh, flowers got used again some more and they're all over the fucking ring. Uh, Davian misses her drop kick in the corner, sells her knee. Uh, they do Doug and Becca do a double team move and get two. top dogs hit stereo choke slams. And then Davian hits the drop kick on Doug in the corner. And then they roll him back in and get the pin on him. Nine minutes and 37 seconds for this one. Look, you know, we, I just talked about how I would have liked to have had a couple minutes out of the match before that. I think it would have cut this one down to about eight minutes. I'd have been okay with it too. <laughs> I felt I felt it went a little a little long after the hot tag in my opinion. Good good stuff. I'm not yeah knocking the quality of the work at all. But I, I liked once we got into that uh, after the hot tag because that was like that's when stuff picked up. Things were going back and forth. It didn't slow down, and I was fine with it. If it would have slowed down again, I think it would have been a little bit of a hassle. But it felt like it kept its pace and was it was good the rest of the way. So. Uh, up I think my favorite move of the match was Skyler picking up Becca for a back couplet and dropping her onto Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm all, I am all for using your opponent to beat up on their partner. Like I'm, I'm happy with spots like that. <laughs> okay. So from there, we have Rip Bacon taking on Bryce Donovan with Kirby Wackerman. The company didn't bother to clean the ring before this match. So there was just roses yeah, I, still all over the fucking ring. Yeah, just... my fiance actually tried to watch a couple matches of this show with me, and that was the first thing she picked up when Viking came in the ring. It's like, why aren't they not cleaning up the ring? And then, like, during Donovan's entrance, they try, and then they realize they don't have enough time because they just stop trying. Yeah. And so then... these guys wrestle for like 12 minutes in a ring that's just full of, of flower petals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a half bad match. I mean, this, this wasn't too, too bad. Uh, they did some brawling on the outside. Um, Bryce ended up injuring Rip's knee, so Rip was selling his knee a bunch. Kirby Wackerman was going back and forth about, like, trying to cheat or not. Like, there's a bunch of times where, like, Bryce was holding up the ref and was trying to get Kirby to cheat, and Kirby, like, would start to and then, like, not do it. Um, Rip comes back. His knee gave out uh, when he was attempting a uh, burning hammer. Bryce hits a ripcord black hole slam for two. Uh, Rip hits his love gun lariat a couple different times, but uh, Bryce gets his foot on the rope. 
Caught him with a lariat at one point when Don went for bringing off the top rope too. That looked sick. Yeah. Uh, Bryson like starts faking an injury and uh, Kirby acts like he's going to throw the towel in, but uh, Bryce gets the roll up and gets the three. 12 minutes and two seconds. This is a 12 minute match. That I think would perfectly pave for what it was. Yeah. I think that was the perfect link for what they were accomplishing. Yeah, this was okay. Uh, so then they, they had a, a nice lady come to the ring and she, she did clean some of the ring. Uh, there were still a bunch of flowers everywhere around the edges, but she got most of it. So there's a part of me that wants to say that it's that they brought a woman in to clean the ring, but they had a guy try to do it before the last match and he failed miserably. Go, so whatever fucking work. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it was, uh, she did a way better job. So congratulations on that, I guess. Uh, and it didn't even matter at that point because they're going to have to clean the ring anyway, because up next for the Bedlam Championship, a four-door elimination match, CPA, Leary, Slade, and Bobby Orlando, who is the champion, with Bobby Jr. What do you think about this? When we've talked about this on the show before, I'm not really a deathmatch guy. I really not, don't like hardcore matching on that they have a story built into it. But this one's probably my favorite match on the show. There was just a bunch of creaky shit in this match, and it was fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, same. Play uh, starts out beating people with chairs, like right at the bell, like the bell rings. He just starts hitting people with chairs. Leary, who was like bent over, stands up and then bends back over so that Slade can hit him with the chair again. I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you? You stood up, then you're gonna bend over and let him hit you again. What are you doing? Why? Why would you do that? Like it pissed me off. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Ah, yeah, I didn't didn't quite get that either. Yeah, I, I it just something I noticed, but. Uh, Slade doing the bill tosses to CPA and then he like went to do it through the door, but he had the clip on tie, which fun CPA spot that always gets, gets a good laugh. And that one actually got me. I, I laughed pretty good at that. Orlando grabbed a ladder to the Terry funk airplane spin with a ladder spot. I love that fucking spot. Yeah. Uh, Slade and Leary took turns chopping Bobby. Uh, then like, uh, Bobby ended up getting that ladder. Uh, did the, that spot to Leary and Slade. Uh, CPA then rode the ladder out of the corner on the Bobby. Uh, then, but Slade like literally picked him right up after that and choke slam CPA through a door to eliminate CPA. <laughs> and now around this point, they go out on the, they go out on the floor and they've got a chair and they've got a door set up <laughs> and Leary hack, I believe Slade. Yes. He puts Slade on the, the, there's yeah, they brawl around on the outside for a bit. Like all these, like the nice thing was eliminations didn't happen like super quick. There was like a little break in between each one. So yeah, they had a door set up on two chairs on the outside. Leary yeah. put Slade and, on it. Yeah. yeah. Slade ends up getting off of it. Leary picked him up. Like he's going to slam him through the door. Then the Kamishinoku driver on the floor instead. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, commentary like you had, did you had cover it right for him. There. Commentary did cover for him and say that his back was hurt. So he couldn't twist around and land him through it. So they did their job. Try to cover there. They, they did. I will give them full credit for that. But, but then the it's like, it's right, it's right fucking there. Like, don't do that spot if you're not going to use the door there. Well, then, well, here's the funny thing, though, is like, then, like, Leary picks him back up and puts him back on there, goes up to the top rope, sets up, or goes on, goes in the ring, sets up the ladder, goes up like he's going to dive off through it. But, like, Slade, like, rolls off the table and the whole table contraption falls apart. So you instantly know that Leary is not diving to the outside. There's no way he's just going to dive to the floor when there's like the table and everything's all not set up anymore. So I'm like, okay, so obviously he's going through the table that's set up in the ring with the two chairs. And, uh, he did Bobby jr. Uh, was used by Bobby to hit Leary off the ladder through the door set up in the center of the ring. 
And that leaves Slade and Bobby. And then they, they go out for a couple of minutes. Uh, Kirby Wackerman and Bryce Donovan come out. They distract Slade. Yeah, that, Kirby Wackerman uh, gets thrown in the ring to distract him. <laughs> well, true. It's point point hold, though. They were both out yes, there in the draft place. Yes. And, and then Bobby Orlando take advantage of that and hit the Death Valley driver through the door to get the win. 1552 for the whole thing. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. This is a couple, couple of what the fuck moments on it, but look fun. I'm not gonna go to take away from my enjoyment of it. No, like I said, the, you said this was your favorite match of the show. This is probably my favorite match of the show, too. I said it before we went on the air. Uh, I, I thought this was really like, this was probably the, the, my favorite thing out of it. And it was just because it was, I don't know, like it, it didn't feel like 15 minutes. Like it was just, I don't know. It was different than everything else. Everything else felt pretty much the length that it was. Even some of it was felt longer, but this was, this was great. Go so from the, we take our intermission and they show the entire intermission. So we see Donovan Dijak against Ethan page in 2017. Which I'm not gonna lie, I didn't take any notes. I just skipped over it. And it's already a long show. Yeah, I absolutely skipped over it. I'm not. It's an intermission. <laughs> and then after they show that, they show a Skype call with Kirby Wackerman and Bryce Donovan, where Wackerman's like, "I'm gonna be in your corner at uh, at Scratch and Kirby," and Donovan's like, "No, you're fucking not." And it went on for like ten minutes before Donovan finally said, "Look, if I let you be in my corner, will you just not talk to me before the show?" Good segment. They should have put this on. Earlier in the night, being we've already seen them out together twice, and now we're finding out why they're together and why it's a big deal. And somebody who's coming into the show cold, I needed this three matches ago. Yeah, I didn't even watch this. I saw something. I was like, no, I'm just going to the next match. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a fine, it was a fine segment. I'm sure it, it aired on their social media before the show, but they put this in uh, an intermission thing when they've already been out there, and it's like, okay, I've not seen any of this stuff before. Now I get whether where they're going with with the with the story between the two of them, but I've already seen them twice. Like I needed the forty five minutes ago. I feel like we're being super super critical today, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta be. Uh, yeah, they call this the mother of all scrambles, but it was definitely a gauntlet match. Uh, the well, winner is going to be the number one contender to the Bedlam Championship, and it basically two people start. Another person comes out, they say every two minutes, they were kind of looped with the times like they are in pretty much any one of these type of matches. Right. Like they never, they never get the timing right on it. Elimination can occur by pinfall commission or over the top rope. And so at least it's a little bit different from what we normally see with Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, we get Alex Cypher coming in before the match, cutting a promo, and he introduces Devontae, gets the new member of the CDC. And coincidentally enough, Devontae is not drawn number one. DVG enters number two, and he out of the match in about a minute and a half. I blinked and missed the elimination. I don't know what happened. I believe he got thrown over the top rope. <laughs> Big Juki draws number three and gets eliminated with a spear at about a minute and a half after the after coming into the ring. <laughs> yep. Then the ring starts to fill up a little bit. Scotty Wild again at number four. Fifty Cal at number five. King Crab at number six. Uh, Wild gets thrown over the top rope by Devonte at that point. Uh, from there, Nuka comes in at number seven. Uh, Eliminate nu- 50 cal with a handspring kick. Yeah, Nuka was kind of interesting. Um, reminded me of like somebody that like liked the Great Muda had a, had some vibes like that. Thought it was an interesting character. Uh, <laughs> I was very interested What's until that? Nuka got eliminated by a Boston Crab from King Crab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah almost immediately after he eliminating 50 cal, like yes. oh, okay, I got my elimination. Okay, I'm tapping out. Yep. I was back pretty much that quick. Yep. Might might have been 30 seconds between elimination. Yeah. 
Mac Nero coming in at number eight. Yes, who had a super impressive deadlift suplex on Devontae's. Holy shit. Kirby Wackerman coming in at number nine. He announced by commentary at the final entrant. He's dragging Bryce Donovan to the ring with him. Donovan doesn't want to go, but but, but ends up coming out anyway. <laughs> we get a four-way commission spot, which are always fun in these type of matches. And then some music start playing, and the announcers are going, what the hell is going on? Well, their tenth entrant, Little Mean Kathleen. And she comes out. She and Mac Nero get elim- eliminate each other almost immediately. Kirby Wackerman gets thrown over the top rope, but he lands on top of Bryce Donovan so his feet don't hit the floor. While, the, while he's kind of hiding out on the apron, Devontae can eliminate King Crab. He thinks he won the match. Wackerman comes back in, roll him up from behind, gets the surprise upset pin, 22 minutes and 44 seconds for the whole thing. If you like these kind of matches, this one's good. If you don't like this kind of matches, it really wasn't. I generally, I can't, don't even know if I can really say that. I generally like the Rumble style of match. Yeah. Uh, but this, then, this really did not click for me. I was taking just felt kind of clunky the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. The pace was just off and it just uh, put me down for the rest of the show, man. I think if it was like a straight actual scramble with everybody in the ring at once and there being a bunch of craziness, it probably wouldn't have been so bad, but yeah, the rumble style entrances just kind of killed it for me. I don't even think the rumble style entrances killed it for me as much as it seemed like a bunch of eliminations happened quickly and then nothing happened for a while. And then a bunch of eliminations happened quickly. It wasn't a cake of where like two or three people came in, one person got eliminated, a couple more people came in, then maybe a couple people got eliminated. With like two or three of the quick elimination, and then like nothing happening for five minutes. What did we get From next? there, we go to Travis Huck- Huckabee against Alec Price. And I do like both of these guys. And I feel bad they got put in the, into this spot on the car. Being, like, I, like, like you said, the gauntlet kind of took me out of the rest of the show for a little bit. I actually had to go back and watch this match a second time to fully appreciate this one. This one's really good. Yeah, I really liked it. I probably would have called it my favorite match of the night had it been elsewhere on the card. Yeah. Played differently on the card. Yeah, I liked both guys a lot. I thought We bucked uh, out the Kiwi rule. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying I liked both guys a lot. Yeah. Travis Huckabee bucked out the Kiwi rule, which I love that move. Not enough people use that move. I I, I approve. I, I I thought Frank and Style complimented Huckabee style really well like they're a contrast of style but they gel together really well mm-hmm. like a lot of near fall in this match we do get uh huckabee getting the a commission win with a stretch muffler that he calls the bear trap at 10 13 and then after the match commissioner tim jen can come out and now can trevor huckabee and jtg for the next show on june 26. right on what do you think about about the that possibility of of huckabee working jtg on on a surface that seems kind of like a weird match but i kind of want to see it JTG's actually been really impressive lately, so uh, I'd I'd be interested in it. I mean, Huckabee's been really good too, so he really had some standout stuff at the uh, showcase of the independence. So, okay. so from there we get the CDC of Juba and Kip Steven, along with Alex Kiefer, taking on the Apostles of Chaos, Chris Benny and Logan Black. Uh, this is apparently under Tornado Roll. The ring announcer didn't mention that, but commentary did. And the match is Chaos. Uh, only the pun only partially intended there. It, it's a tornado match. If you've seen one tornado match, you've seen them all really. They're uh, yeah, all four guys were in the ring for a lot of the match, doing a bunch of stuff to each other. Yeah, this wasn't very long either. How long was it? I've I had seven oh one. Okay. Yeah, that was that. I didn't have really many any any notes at all. This was just kind of like a brawl, and then Devontes came out and uh, helped CDC win. And then we have our main event for the Creative Pro Championship. It's a three-way match. Brian Meyer taking on the champion VSK. 
taking on Platinum McCaster. So we, we know how I feel about three-way matching anyway, so I, I don't have a ton to say about this one. Uh, Matt Caster waited until the bell rang to start the match before he did a freestyle. So actually, in the process of writing down, Caster didn't do a grab. That'd probably be the best thing in the match, and then he did it. <laughs> yeah, this one, this, this one is largely the usual one guy down, so two guys are doing stuff to each other, three-way matches. Mm-hmm. The, the work itself is solid. I just don't like the style of match, especially for a championship, especially when it's one st- first fall wins. I, I did notice the audio started going all over during this match because one of the cameras was way louder than the other one. So when they'd cut to that camera, the audio would just be outrageously loud. I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, there's a lot of brawling on the outside. Uh, Max worked over VSK. The, the figure four and, and then the uh, rollover and the cross face. That was a good spot. Yeah. Uh, VSK has a really, really nice frog splash. I was really impressed with his frog splash on um, Max Caster. In the end, I'm actually kind of surprised at the it was VSK pinning Max Caster with, with the, the Dude, Dude Buster 1305. Yeah. What can I surprised VSK took the win? I'm surprised Caster took the fall. Ah, you know, it could have won either way. Like I work itself and work itself and call it. Like I, I, I'm not going to hate on the match. I don't. I just don't like the style of match. Yeah, I, th- I like three ways. I thought it was fine. It was, uh, it was, a, it was an okay main event. I mean, it was like what, 13 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. Uh, 13:05. I had. Yeah. So, little short for a main event, but all right. At this point of this show, we're we're pushing the three hour mark of the show anyway. I think 13 minutes <laughs> was fine for it. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm just, uh, I'm really happy that there is the skip and the, like, all that, so I could just skip entrances and stuff, because I think I, I got it. I literally, it only took me two hours to watch a show instead of three, the way that I cut out entrances and everything else, like the post-match, like, just nothing happening, and them talk like, commentary just talking, that kind of thing, so, yeah, I ended up, I got it down to two hours, so I was pretty happy with that. All right, well, what are we thinking with it? Thumbs oh, up, man. thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? I'm going to go thumbs in the middle because I feel like there's some good here. Uh, we might have just caught them at like a you know, weird point with the show. I'm interested to see what they do in June. So I'm going to go thumbs in the middle. I'm going to go thumbs in the middle as well. And I'm not even necessarily going to say we may have caught the promotion at a bad point. I I may have been watching the show at a point where I just didn't, where I just wasn't really into it like I probably should have been. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, with, with a lot of stuff going on outside of wrestling right now, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, it really took a lot of motivation to get the show started. And I, while I enjoyed the first half for the most part, that gauntlet took me out enough that I was already kind of in that eh, place. Dude, that's legit me every week. Like, it's not that I don't like wrestling. It's like, I just, I'm not motivated to watch it. And then I'm like, oh, I need to watch this. So then I throw it on. And most of the time I really enjoy what I watch. And I'm like, this is, this is why I watch wrestling. I should do this more often. And then I'm like, it starts over the next week. I'm like, yeah, I put it off, put it off. I don't know. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible podcaster. I generally look forward to watching the show. And if this week was just one of those weeks. Like, yeah, I need, I need to watch the show today. Today I have, I have the time to watch it. And I thought, wasn't, yeah, again, I, whether it was the show, whether it was me, whether the combination of the two, I wasn't feeling it for a large part of it. There's nothing I'd call a bad match on here. No. But there's nothing that struck me out as, you have to watch this match. If you watch one match this week at this match, there's nothing, nothing <laughs> jumped out at me like that either. So next week, we're going to watch Time Bomb Pro. 
and I didn't watch it live specifically because I knew we were going to review it on here because I wanted to because we haven't covered them yet. So I'm really looking forward to that. So maybe that'll that'll change me this week, and I'll be really looking forward to uh, watching this the show. So the company company we have not that we have not watched before, and there's going to be a lot of talent on that show we have not seen before either. So I'm looking forward to that. In that, uh, I think there's a few people, enough, but for the most part, we've seen most few. of them. Yeah, I know Mander can on the show, Violent Can Forever can on the show. I think Eric Cannon can on the show. But for the most part, it's a bunch of people on here that I've I've never seen. I'm looking forward to seeing some new talent. You've seen the Carver. I have seen the Carver. You are correct. <laughs> and they announced for the for the most part. They they announced for their next show. It's the Carver versus Gangrel. <laughs> you have my attention. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. All right, well that's gonna be next week. Let's go ahead and get our plug in and get out of here. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Facebook and Instagram Jayhawk1539, Twitch Twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and don't forget about our merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net, and also check out our podcast friends Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, and if you catch my grift. Check out our other friends, pwponderings.com, Big Stark's brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, and Cave Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Talk to you next week, everyone. Yeah.